FMX Network Production. It's the Renthal Reaction Show for breaking moto news, hot topics, and moto by the minute. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Renthal Reaction Podcast. Renthal.com. More titles than all the other brands combined. And, of course, they just added to it with the Jet clinching 250 Supercross title and uh, doing great things over there at Renthal, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design. Since way back in 1969, Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession to detail and quality through the commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. Uh, Red Bull KTM, Monster Energy Kawasaki, Factory Honda, all using Renthal products. And they don't just stop at the bars. They have chains. They have sprockets. Grips, of course. They got mountain bike bars and stems. Renthal.com for more information. Really cool, informative website as well. And we all saw the purple handlebars that dropped a couple weeks ago. Um, let's talk about Antonio Caroli, a, a Renthal rider, coming to race the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships, at least the first two. And, uh, yeah, get some reaction to it. So first up uh, to talk about it, it's uh, from Renthal, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? Yeah, what's up, Steve? Um, this is going to be a fun one, I think. Um, you know, m- myself as a, and I think you as well, um, we're global motocross fans, right? Which is, I think, a little different than a lot of the people that listen to your podcast, and, and I would say the majority are, are U.S. national fans. Um, so this is going to be really exciting and cool, and, and I'm excited to talk about it because, man, I don't, I don't know how how Tony will do, but he's good, and you can never count Tony out. So uh, this this will be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, absolutely right. Um. You know, look, I went to Motocross the Nations. Uh, I think my f- 15-year streak was ca- was uh, uh, ended uh, this past year at Mantova. I didn't go. So I went to 15 straight years or something of Motocross the Nations. And then I've been to probably 7 to 10 GPs uh, in the last 20 years, let's say. Uh, so I'm very familiar with Antonio Caroli and his skills and his greatness and everything else. I watched him go toe-to-toe with uh, hurlings at uh, uh, some races and – you know, really, really cool to see him do that over the years, and uh, an all-timer, uh, nine MXGP titles. So, um, I guess I spoke to Antonio uh, a little bit uh, about this, and we've uh, we've touched bases on it. So, the initial plan, the press release came out. Obviously, he retired last year from MXGP. He was asked to fill in for KTM this year. He wasn't ready. Uh, the original plan is to t- do two races, and. I think, Paul, uh, just from talking to him and talking to some people, and I, I know you're tight with different people in the industry also, I think the, 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 the plan, the drop of two races, is just like some low-key cover in case it really doesn't go well. But I expect him to do more. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's fair, and I think you know that's managing expectations, right? So like we're, we're bringing a guy back from retirement to race in a very competitive series, um, and yeah, like you, I've, I've seen Tony ride in person many times. I've, I've traveled to Europe and been at multiple GPs and traveled to Europe and been at destinations like you. And, and yeah, dude, the guy is really, really good, but he is older and he is retired. Um, I think it's a fair, it's fair that, you know, he didn't want to fill in for Jeffrey and, and race a whole nother year of GPs, or at least until he came back, that's not really exciting for him. And, and as you just stated, it didn't sound like he was ready. So, um, as Weege has has said before in the past, I think Weege went to his retirement party in Italy. This has been on Tony's radar for a while. Um, so I think it is a bucket list thing. But at the same time, a nine-time champion with the mentality that Tony has, he's not going to come in un- underprepared. I don't think. I think he's going to come in um, 
as one of his best kind of versions of himself. And, uh, and yeah, two races may be a cover up, but I, I kind of expect him to stay because I really do think he will be in the mix. I, I mean, I'm thinking top five mix. Um, so we'll see. I think it's going to be exciting. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I like I said, I think it's a bit of a cover. Look, look, he there's no doubt the the last year uh, of MXGP, he was not as good as Hurlings and uh, uh, Febra and Geyser. You know, he was slightly off those guys on his day. He could get in the mix, you know, like like all the uh, vets that we see, like Chad Reed near the end of his career on his day. He could get in the mix. Justin Brayton on his day can get in the mix. They can't do it week to week. These guys, though, as you get older. So, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, he's not going to be as you know dominant as he was uh, when we saw him in his prime, but he'll be the best he can be uh, on certain days. You know, so I think I, I, I would couch that a little bit in talking to Tony. I think that he he's like, hey, if I get in the top five, I'll be ecstatic and uh, and all of that. That's kind of where he's going with that. Um, and I think outside the top ten, he is then just – if he comes and ends up just outside the top ten, the first two, I think that's all we see him at, you know, if he's not competitive. Uh, I don't yeah. expect that to happen, though. Even – you know, he said it's, it's time to get ready. It's time to start prepping. It's a month out. You know what I mean? So <laughs> – you know he's not. It's this isn't an all-in thing for him. He's looking forward to just racing in America and seeing the people and seeing the different tracks and everything. But I don't see how anyway, even you know, I'm not hundred percent prepared. Tony Caroli is outside the top ten. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I think just based on fitness alone, he'll he'll be there. But I mean, there there are a lot of unknowns and a lot of variables, right? So he's rode for um, Claudio De Carli for a long time. He's worked with those same people for a long time. So just little things like. Making adjustments on pra- during during practice will be foreign to him. Um, I think getting adapted to the track so quickly is going to be maybe one of the hardest things to do because he's been riding the same European you know World GP circuits for a number of years. They have a Saturday and a Sunday program for the most part. You know, I know COVID was a bit different for a year or two there. Um, so learning the tracks will be a, will be. I think a challenge and I think starting on dirt might be a little bit of a, of a challenge and a revisit to himself too, because they've been on greats over there for a long, long time. Um, so I don't even remember the last time that Tony has raced on dirt or started on dirt. So I think that'll be another thing um, that he's going to have to learn and adapt to. But again, a nine time world champion. And, and this is somebody that I, I personally am, a, am just a huge fan of because one of his strengths that I've, not seen many people be able to do it's his his ability to control a race like how he can speed up slow down uh like all different he can do so many different things during a race that i believe is just incredibly impressive to to watch somebody control a race like that so somebody that good and that skilled he's gonna be in the mix he just he's he's going to and i i I mean i don't think we can talk about him winning i think the yamahas this summer are going to be very tough we're all assuming they're going to be very tough and and rightfully so right they have the defending champ and and eli tomac who is possibly on his best form ever but um but it is still an i think a no pressure situation for him and he is going to be on a production-based ktm which is also new for him um so there's a lot of variables but he's he's too good not to not to be around top five i think yeah that was my next question is what do you think about you know, he's going to be racing a production-based bike. They're used to changing frames and, you know, changing swing arms and things to make the bike work better on certain sand tracks or hard pack tracks or whatever. Um, what's the adjustment going to be like for that? Well, I think if he can get some time to come out and do some testing out here beforehand at Paula at Glen Helen, um, I, I honestly don't think it'll be that huge of a deal because the they, they switch frames and setups 
over there based on a lot of their conditions. And, and we don't see a lot of the same conditions over here. So when we talk about sand tracks, when you talk about Southwick versus Lummel or some of their other tracks that they race, it's not really a comparison. It's very, very different sand. So I think the production bike would be fine for him here. Um, honestly, I'm more just questioning the production bike in general. It just hasn't, mm -hmm. hasn't won much this year, right? Like, I mean, Marvin's been on the podium quite a bit. Um, he's won a race. Prado has won a race or two, and that's a, a hybrid. You know, it's 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 a new bike with with gas gas plastic. So there's still tons of unknown about the new bike. Um, you know, those guys have been putting in tons of time to try to improve it in Supercross based on how the results of our their U.S. guys have been, and they've had no Jeffrey Hurlings riding it in the U.S. in the in Europe. So I feel like there's just not a ton of outdoor data on this new bike, and that is going to be something that he's going to have to overcome as well. Uh, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century. Renthal continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport, amassing more titles than all the competing brands combined. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Uh, any chance of anybody getting any purple limited bars from you guys? Or is this just... Uh, yeah, so it was uh, the limited purple run was indeed limited. Um, <laughs> we we, we pre-sold them around the world back in... November to all our customers. And it was really up to the purchasers at all our distributors to determine how much they wanted to bring in. Um, I think everybody, including myself, everybody at Renthal and even purchasers at many distributors are, are kind of floored with the response that we've gotten. It's, it's been incredible. And obviously it's a purple handlebar. So I was like, eh, you know, yeah. KTM guys aren't going to buy this, you know, like there's a lot of situations like that, that I was asked that I was questioning myself as we did it. Uh, um, sure enough today I get a press release from KTM's new bikes coming out and they're off-road bikes and they have purple in the graphics, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, it, I'm really kind of just thankful and impressed and floored uh, at the response we got. Um, we're not going to make any more. So yeah, if you want to find a pair, I still think they're out there at local dealers. You can go on rental.com and, and use our dealer locator there as dealer inventory begins to show up. You'll start to see it there if it's available. Um, motorsport might have a little bit left. I'm not sure, but yeah, they went, yeah. they went really, really quick. Oh boy. Uh, all right. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about Antonio Caroli coming to the U S. So, yeah, to me, Paul, um, this is awesome. This is great. Uh, I think he'll be four to seven, four to eight, challenge for top fives, maybe get on a podium. Uh, and I think he does more than two races. That's uh, that's my Renthal reaction hot take. Um, yeah, I think I'll go a little, little further north. I think he'll be a three to six guy. Um I don't know if we see him do more than two. Who knows how just his his living situation will be with his wife and his son, and who knows? Maybe I, I have no idea what that how that's going to um, uh, contribute to his his you know willingness to be here and do the whole series. But and also the weather. Um, although he's not really a guy that I've ever seen very be very affected by the heat, but that's all, all, always something I think you need to consider with these mm. European guys is they don't race in the real scorchers that we have sometimes here. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think the weather at the first two may play a part. So if he's really cooked because yeah. we have some crazy hundred degree Paula, you know, that could make a difference, but um, I keep going back to what he's done and what, how I've seen him compete in the past. I just think he's too good. I think he'll, um, I think he'll chew up a lot of these guys at the very end of the race too, even though he's that, he's that old. He's just, he's a, he's an animal dude. He's a freak. Right. Oh, it, it's uh, it'll be good to see for sure. Antonio Caroli coming to the U S and, uh, 
It's awesome. Uh, what? You know, him him coming kind of makes me revisit a conversation that you and I had many times. And, and last year, I was I was really uh, driving the bandwagon for the MXGPs, were the premier series in the world, motocross series. You know, they do a lot of things very good there. But but now that I see the, you know, I I have to give give it to you, Steve. Like I'm more I'm I, I've switched my take a little bit because. Yeah, the athletes and the riders really do make a big difference. The GPs are not as interesting this year with with Caroli and Hurlings and Fevra out. And now that we have a, a rejuvenated Tomac and a Caroli coming to the U.S. and returning Ken Roxon, um, I mean, I think we got the Premier Series this year. <laughs> All right, well, we'll wait, we'll wait and see for sure. Um, Jeffrey Hurlings, uh, not back on the bike yet. And I've been saying this over and over. Like, y- you can't say he's coming until he gets on the bike. And I think he was supposed to ride two weeks ago, and he hasn't. And that's a serious injury. It's a tailless injury in the foot. Uh, a lot of guys have had this, and it's tough to know. And we're getting near the deadline. So, Lewis Phillips reported, like, hey, it's not dead yet. Uh, he was talking to some KTM people over at the last GP in Latvia. But – Man, I don't know, man. To me, I'm getting more pessimistic by the day. He's got to get on the bike. He's got to get healthy, and then he's got to do his prep. So count me, uh, count me as pessimistic. He makes his way over. Yeah, I mean, we're running out of time rapidly, right? And um, and and I'm in contact with uh, many people at KTM and a lot of the big bosses. And this was a question I asked close to a month ago. I said, "Hey, is Jeffrey really coming? Because um, you know, I'd love I'd love to see him over here. I think we need him to." over here as far as just speaking from the rental side to compete for a 450 motocross title I, I i just think those yamaha guys will be very tough um and yeah full transparency that the decision was supposed to be made in april and yeah it's 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 all about his foot and the doctors right now because mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like he has he hasn't rode and we're drastically running out of time i mean we are four weeks away just over four yeah. weeks away from yep. paula from paula so Um, I do know that Jeffrey has no desire, zero to go race MXGPs this year. He has, he just doesn't care to, um, he wants to be in a title fight. So I think he will do everything in his power to get here. I think if he doesn't come here, it's physically because he couldn't, um, I, I even think he'll come here on limited prep and try to survive the first couple and stay in the hunt and, and try to get better because I think he really wants to come here that bad. So, mm-hmm. um, man, it would be cool to have him over here, but I think we're at the mercy of, of this injury that he has and how it heals. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think Caroli will be well-received by the American fans? I do, but what do you think? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I, I mean, it, we, you get such a different fan to all the different rounds we go to, right? Like, I think he'll be very well accepted in California and Hangtown and who knows how he'll be accepted at Southwick, things like that, right? Like those fans are a little bit more um, localized and, and true to their local guys. And, and, and we've seen them give foreigners a hard time there before. So that'll be interesting. But I do think, yeah, if they are a true motocross fan and they have any knowledge of, of the sport outside of this country, then you have to be a fan of Tony. And I think I, I really do hope he gets well accepted because yeah, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, yeah. he's a special talent and I really want to see him, see him over here. Yeah. Super cool. Tony Caroli coming to America. It's great. I hope he gets a motor home and drives around the country and goes to see Mount Rushmore and does all this. Yeah. Any, any documents that would be cool. It'd be great. Right. So that would be cool, uh, yeah. uh, it's awesome to, to have him in there. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah. Rental.com rental reaction, Antonio Caroli coming and maybe just maybe Jeffrey Hurlings. Uh, thanks Paul. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. And we'll talk soon, man. Thanks. All right. Later.